the dust is settling, perhaps. It hasn't been that long uh, since the resignation of the Optus chief because you were here 24 hours ago and she was still in place. A few hours later, uh, Miss Bea Rosmarin quit. She's out of the door. Um, I guess it raises questions. Who's next and what happens to Optus? Yeah, that's right. Well, this time yesterday we were saying that Kelly Bayer Rosmarin was most likely hanging on by her fingernails. And I had actually sent a note through to uh, Singtel, Optus's owners in Singapore, to ask if they could come back to me with a uh, statement of support or in parentheses. Otherwise, we didn't hear anything which was unsurprising for Singtel, which are fairly conservative. But of course, uh, a couple of hours later, there was the confirmation that Kelly Bayer-Rosmarin was leaving. Now, this has opened up a whole range of issues. And I've been speaking with Joe Longo, who's the chairman of the Australian Securities and Investments Commission. Basically, he's Australia's chief corporate cop. He was speaking with me ahead of ASIC's annual forum, which kicks off later on this morning in Melbourne. And normally we'd probably be having a bit of a chat about those big uh, regulatory issues like greenwashing or what's going on with uh, superannuation funds and other uncertainties. But it was pretty difficult to evade the big uncertainty and the big challenge about Optus and the fallout from that and the exit of Kelly Bayer Rosmarin, which I mentioned we'd flagged this time yesterday. Mr Longo told me Optus customers are rightly angry and confused that there appeared to be no well-developed crisis plan to ensure essential services like the triple O emergency service could be quickly restored. Now Optus is owned by Singtel in Singapore, but it does come under the Corporations Act in Australia, which means it's in the direct line of sight of ASIC potentially. Joe Longo says it's way too early to consider any potential fines for Optus, but he told me the telco was wrong-footed in not anticipating the massive scale of the outage. Well, it's obviously another reminder of the need for major institutions like Optus to have well-thought-out operational and technological resilience plans. The other thing about Optus that I think is quite significant is when the outage occurred, there there seemed to be an assumption that it was a hack, you know, it was a cyber attack. But but the other interesting feature of Optus is that even a fairly routine uh, system upgrade can lead to a major disruption. It's not just hacking that we need to be worried about. So major institutions when they're doing upgrades um, got to be really careful. Did Kelly Bayer Rosmarin have a chance of turning this crisis around and surviving but did she need to go? Well, I think that's a matter for her and the board. It was obviously a very significant decision. It's had a major impact. Uh, what I would say about it is that it's really very important that institutions like Anoptus, any major corporation, has a very well thought through incident response plan. The, the community doesn't expect things to go perfectly all the time, uh, but when they don't, go well and they have a major impact on the community or a section of the economy, it's absolutely essential that the the communication of what is going to be done and is being done about that is clear, it's comprehensive and it's quick. Was Kelly Bayer-Rosmar and quick and effective enough with that crisis communication? It's a matter for others to decide whether or not that perfectly happened in Optus's case, but I think that's really important. People want to know that when things go wrong, um, whoever is running that institution is on it 
and can restore confidence. Well, speaking as ASIC chair and a veteran of the corporate world, what did you expect to see from Optus? I think with the benefit of hindsight, the communication could have been clearer and in more in real time. It's clear from what little we know, the extent of of the disruption was entirely unexpected. Uh, And I think that's where uh, Optus was wrong-footed, so to speak. They just didn't expect a disruption or outage of this magnitude. What concerns did you have, though, in particular when it comes to the O emergency service? That went out as well, and there didn't appear to be any backup, no redundancies or off-sites or backups in the cloud. Well, that's a really significant issue in and of itself. My understanding is there were 228 calls to O. Uh, but clearly, the triple O uh, feature is something the whole community expects to work the whole time, and it didn't work here. Do you see the outage at Optus as a potential risk to the financial system in terms of stability, but also the confidence that people can have in these essential services? I think the Australian community can have confidence in our institutions and in our financial system. You know, we live in a world where we are very dependent upon systems, technology, processes. What what I would say is that uh, incidents like this one and the DP World one are, are sort of reminders that we can't be complacent. Mm, can't be complacent. ASIC Chairman Joe Longo uh, talking to Peter Ryan, who's with us in the studio. We're still talking about Optus because... You know, that outage affected almost a third of the country or more than a third of the country, 10 million people. So Optus is a big deal. And they've got, you know, so who's going to be the next in line? People are talking about Gladys Berejiklian, perhaps. Yeah, well, Gladys um, Berejiklian, the former New South Wales Premier, was actually hired by Kelly Bayer-Rosmarin to run Optus's business and enterprise arm. And they both previously worked together at the Commonwealth Bank as executives, so they're pretty close and Miss Berejiklian wouldn't be in there at Optus unless she was highly regarded of course. However it's not a minor issue that the New South Wales Independent Commission Against Corruption or ICAC found Miss Berejiklian engaged in serious corrupt conduct while in office and we should note of course that Miss Berejiklian is appealing this finding but the global search for a replacement for Kelly Bayer Rosmarin could take six months perhaps, Uh, there will of course be internal candidates such as possibly Gladys Berejiklian, we don't know for sure, but Michael Venter, the current Chief Financial Officer, he's uh, doing that job as Chief Financial Officer but also stepping in as Chief Executive. But it is standard, Chris, for boards to conduct uh, global searches and to consider external candidates. And one would uh, suspect maybe an external candidate would help eliminate the baggage of Kelly bayer Rosmarin, who uh, unfortunately for her became synonymous with the Optus brand and something that Optus's owners in Singapore, Singtel, clearly saw as a problem and they may well find someone who doesn't have that Optus legacy could yeah. well be part of the solution. No, no baggage. No baggage. So there, there might be lots of people sort of uh, brushing up their CVs as we speak, but I just wonder whether Singtel Communications, the owners, just might have had enough with Optus altogether and just offload the whole thing. Well, in the, in the, uh, in the world of Singtel, Optus is um, 
not massive, but it's very, very significant and makes a lot of money for them because, after all, Optus is the second biggest telco in Australia. But Singtel yesterday in the statement about Kelly Bayer Rosmar and recognised the reputational and trust issues, and they know that that's potentially affecting Singtel's uh, reputation. They'll be hoping for a reset with Kelly Bayer Rosmar and gone, although she has been getting some support with other business leaders saying she didn't deserve the pylon over this outage that it could have happened to any other business. One question, though, is whether Singtel might consider selling Optus, putting it on the auction block, if the price is right, perhaps an option for private equity or big superannuation funds. One issue is that Optus doesn't actually have its own board within Australia. They all answer into Singtel. Paul O'Sullivan, the former Optus chief executive, is the Australian chairman, but he doesn't have a traditional board around him. And there's been some discussion about whether or not there is greater oversight on risk and reputation needed. But Singtel's likely to stay the course and the Singtel board will be selecting this new chief executive. It's going to be critical for Optus, which now is a highly political company here in Australia. And of course, a case study for other companies on how to not handle a crisis. Yeah, indeed. Just before you go, Peter, because you mentioned it there, the pylon, some people describing it as a pylon of Kelly Bayer Rosmarin. You sat down with her and saw the whites of her eyes. She is only human after all. You do have to have some sympathy, perhaps, for her. Yes, so uh, I think it, it is a human thing. I've met Kelly Bayer Rosmar in a number of times, a highly regarded executive, uh, friendly and open. Unfortunately, as Joe Longo, the ASIC chairman, said in that interview, the way that the crisis was handled was not perfect. But as other uh, business leaders, including Jerry Harvey and also uh, Tony Shepard, the former Business Council of Australia chairman, they've said this could happen to any company. And the pylon was really not warranted. But in the end, uh, tough decisions had to be made. Singtel made the decision. Kelly Bayer Rosmar, and while she handled uh, those questions in the Senate hearing on Friday with uh, poise, was criticised for not accepting full responsibility, but clearly this is not a, a black and white situation, highly complicated, but lessons to be learned all around. Yep, and you've been explaining it very well. Thanks very much, Peter. Appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. Uh, Peter Ryan joining us here on ABC News Radio, our senior business correspondent.